listening to the Kinney Community Podcast. Everybody give a warm welcome to John Paul Summers. Hello and welcome to the Kinney Affinity Community Podcast brought to you by Infinite Focus. My name is John Paul Summers. I'm the owner and founder of Infinite Focus. We're a high-end video production company based out of Lafayette, Louisiana in the United States. And I just wanted to uh, get this podcast going because I'm newly sort of involved in the Kin Infinity community online. Also, uh, been using the Kin Infinity camera, been renting it from a friend of mine, Logan LeBlanc, um, for the past year. And uh, I really have sort of fallen in love with the camera, fallen in love with the image that it makes. Uh, it provides a lot of the qualities that I'm looking for in a camera at a price point that really makes sense. And I think um, it really fits the cinema camera model that I'm looking for that that's really a, a step beyond what you might find in a Sony FS7, FS700, in the Blackmagic cameras and some of the other uh, 10,000 and below uh, priced cameras out there. And, you know, I've, ha- I've been able to, to work with the Red Epic and the Red Scarlet. Um, I haven't been able to, to use the Alexa yet. I'm really looking forward to the day when I'm able to uh, rent some of those for some projects, hopefully in the, the next year or so. But what I love about the Kennedy Finity uh, camera line is that you really just get a very cinematic image at a price point that's very attainable. And especially for me as someone who rents gear mostly, I've been able to rent the camera package for an incredible rate from my friend Logan. And uh, it's really helped me to get that high end look for a lot of the projects that that we do here in Lafayette. I really wanted to get this podcast started because I just feel like one of the biggest things lacking um, in using the Kinney camera is just the the amount of support and information there is um, for the cameras. Uh, recently on the Facebook group, which if you are interested in the Kinney cameras or you are using the Kinney cameras, I really recommend uh, checking out the Kinney community on Facebook. Um, a lot of great users there. Uh, in fact, one user, uh, Benjamin Thompson uh, recently released a uh, review of the Kinemax 6K, which I'll be linking to um, in the description of this episode. Um, But I just really feel like there hasn't been that much information about the camera and a lot of the the things that I've learned about the camera, I've sort of learned through trial and error. So I want to give you my initial impressions of the camera from the perspective of someone who's never used the camera before and then sort of tell you after having shot 10 or so projects on it what i really really like about the camera i'll also include a link to a vimeo portfolio i've made that has the videos that i've shot on the kinney camera over the past year and uh just what's impressed me and why you know I still operate on a 5D Mark II and I find myself using it less and less and renting more and more. And I'm sort of at this place where my business is ready to purchase uh, a camera because we're getting busier. And I think that first camera purchase uh, is going to be a Kinefinity camera. Um, Right now we're looking at purchasing a used uh, Kini Mini 4K to hold us over until the Terra is released, but I'm really excited about getting the Terra. I feel like it it basically fits all of our needs from a workhorse camera perspective. Um, It has the frame rates, it has the dynamic range, it has, I mean, just an insane amount of options, really. I, I don't know even 
I mean, I don't even think Red um, or Alexa have as many options when it comes to uh, resolutions and frame rates, uh, being able to use the full sensor for a lower resolution um, at multiple frame rates, high speed options. It's just a really robust camera and the build quality is really impressive to me. Um, it's very simple for someone who's looking for a camera to really work for them. Um, now, I will say, I don't think other DPs um, or other filmmakers or other production companies are going to be all that impressed by you saying that you use a Kenny camera. But if you're the kind of guy who's really uh, focused on the quality of the image, first and foremost, and not so much the reputation that the camera brings with you, then I think Kenny Infinity right now in and of itself is just a great option, a great starting place. Um, but even beyond that, I, I mean, I, I feel like this company is going to be successful because it really has put the image science first. And that's incredibly important. And the kind of image that you're able to pull out of this camera um, is just really, really impressive and incredibly filmic and more so, I think, than the Red Epic. And to me, um, even though I haven't had the opportunity to work with the Alexa firsthand, the images that I'm getting from this camera, especially once I sort of nailed down um, the workflow a little bit, to me are feeling very much like images I see from other DPs um, using the Ari Alexa. So... I'm really excited about the camera. I'm really excited about the company. I'm really excited to now be part of the community. I hope that other people find this podcast useful and I hope to keep it going. And our goal for this podcast is to really discuss, hopefully get some reps from Kenny to discuss with us um, what they see the future of the camera company being. I'd love to talk with other filmmakers who are using the camera on a regular basis and maybe discover some new projects I haven't seen yet. We may even break down some of the projects that I've shot with the Kinney camera. If that's interesting to anyone, I'd love to know um, if anyone's interested in, in sort of seeing the way that we work with it. And um, I think that there's just a lot to be discussed, a lot to be said. Um, I think there's times uh, coming where we can compare the camera to some other cameras available to us. Um, but I just really wanted to get the ball rolling and see if the community had any interest in uh, there being a Kinney-specific podcast. And also, as an aside, I, I need to develop some some regular content for my website, for my business. And uh, I've been sort of scratching my head and trying to think of all different kind of corporate things that I could do. But really, I'm passionate about cameras. Um, I really love making good images and I feel like the Kinney camera for me has been a tremendous tool in taking my production to a whole new level um, because it's given me regular access to a cinema camera, which I haven't had before. Um, so I'm able to rent this camera at, at a fraction of the price of renting a Red Epic package, which has made it more accessible uh, on more of my shoots. And that's been a tremendous thing. And it's really affected my overall quality as a company and what I'm able to afford to my clients. Uh, so I'm really grateful for the company. I'm really grateful for Kenny doing what they're doing. Um, I'm honestly surprised that there hasn't been more traction with the camera, but I do think that's going to change. Um, so let's let's sort of break it down what we're going to be talking about first. Um, first, I want to talk about uh, how I discovered the Kinney Infinity cameras, um, where the Kinney Infinity camera line fits in a long list of new cameras that are flooding the marketplace, um, and sort of what my initial impressions of the camera were when I first used it, and how my impressions have sort of changed in the long run. Um, 
And then I'll also just talk about the company and how I perceive them as a consumer. You know, first of all, I think it's important to say I'm not affiliated with Kennedy in any way. Um, they are not sponsoring this podcast yet. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um, but I really just wanted to give my impressions and sort of facilitate a discussion with other camera users. I feel like this is something I could be really excited about. Um, my friend is is coming in. My business partner is coming in making a bunch of noise right now. Um, but we are. So let's go ahead and get started. So how did I discover the Kennedy Infinity cameras? Well, first of all, my friend Logan, who I went to college with, who's another filmmaker, uh, in my area and actually occupies an office next door to the building where I rent an office and does amazing uh, videos and films, commercials and all that stuff. Um, he purchased the camera after being turned on to it and he and I did a project together about a year ago, a music video, um, which I'll link to here in the description. Um, I got to use the camera I think actually I actually I used the camera one time before that we rented it for a corporate project and I remember being really excited about the quality of the images that we were getting and you know I know enough about cameras like cameras are the same no matter no matter sort of what brand they are you know your ISO you have your you know your shutter you have um you know all the, your resolution principally if you know how to use a camera you know how to use a camera right but my initial impression, I remember renting it and not having heard anything about it before and going online and really not seeing a lot of resources. I remember there being this just really steep sort of learning curve. And I think to me, just the logic of the menus was so different than anything I'd seen before. Um, it seemed a little bit disjointed. I mean, I don't know how to describe it unless you've used the, the Kine Mini 4K before, but sometimes you, you need to get to an option. Let's say a menu option, you want to change the resolution that you're shooting in. You may have to press like up to your ISO shortcut and then click over a few times to, to change your resolution. And there's really no easy way to remember those things. Like even after having used the camera for a year, I don't really know. I can't tell you how to get exactly what the steps are to be able to change the resolution. You kind of just have to click around until you find what you want to change and then change it. So I think because it was such an early camera for them, it left a little bit to be desired. But I also, after all of that trouble, I remember still thinking, wow, I'm really excited about the way these images are turning out. And to me, that's sort of the be all and end all of any cameras. What do the images look like when you're done with them? Um, so my first impression was the menu systems and the workflow are just weird, to be honest. Uh, I haven't used the Kinemax. I've heard, it seems to me like that's a little bit easier because of the way uh, the display they have that you can access uh, things more directly. But on the Kini Mini 4K, the menus are definitely odd and to the point where it's 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 kind of a pain in the ass to use. But I do think that the merits, you know, far outweigh the cons of, of the navigation of the menu. The other thing is shooting in Kini Raw. Um, I really love shooting raw when I need to. I love being able to adjust the white balance raw, you know, without having to tint the image. Like if you shoot ProRes 444 or you shoot, um, you know, some log version of another Kodak H264, whatever it is, when you change the white balance or you shift it to orange or blue, you're actually shifting the entire image over, which, you know, depending on how beefy your Kodak is, if you're shooting ProRes 444, you can get away with a little bit more, but there's nothing like actually being able to change the white balance natively to the footage with a raw image or even the ISO if you want to bring it down. Um, that's a really valuable thing to do it. Unfortunately, the Kini Raw Kodak, the KRW doesn't play natively in Premiere. And 
And as someone who rents the camera, not someone who owns the camera, I don't have a Scratch Assimilate license. And also I, I've, I've downloaded the free trial of Scratch Assimilate to try and push around some of the footage, especially because I'd shot a short film completely on the Kinney. Um, and I was trying to sort of fix some flubs that I had made with white balancing outside. Um, and I just, man, it, Scratch Assimilate is just like, I don't want to have to learn a whole new program just to be able to change, use the raw footage the way that I want to use it. I want to be able to bring it into Resolve or bring it into Premiere and use it the way that red footage is used, you know? So I'm hoping that that's something that develops in the future. I think the camera merits uh, a lot. And I feel like if we can, hopefully as a community, like encourage Adobe some way, somehow to incorporate the KRW codec into Premiere, that would be so amazing to be able to access the source settings like you do with red footage. I mean, that would really change. That would make it to me just an absolute leader like up there um workflow wise just to be able to work with the krw um codec i would also one other thing with red that's just really simple is being able to change the compression ratio for your raw footage i would love to have access to that in the in the raw codec um but there is i mean i feel like everything about kinney has been sort of like a workflow workaround for me and that might not be true for other people who have different workflows but for me like i've never worked with cineform before right so i know that you can do cineform and shoot as dot mov i don't want to record an uncompressed dng because the file sizes are just too big for me to manage, really. Um, I don't want to, and even then, you know, like I, I ha, now I have a pretty decent computer thanks to a friend of mine who built it for me, my business partner. But even so, like if, if we if we bring the raw DNG onto the, you can't edit that off of a hard drive very easily. It's just so huge. So I would love to be able to shoot like Kenny Raw compressed eight to one without a lot of quality, quality loss at, high resolution and still have those raw features but but not being able to do that i don't think is enough for me not to use the camera it's just i hate having to shoot you know say you know on a short film two solid days you know over a terabyte of footage and then i have to transcode all of that footage and i lose the beauty of the raw because i can't work with the raw because it's too big and i have to work inside of scratch assimilate and i can't drag the krw files into Premiere and it just affects my workflow for the way that I operate. So that is definitely something to consider. If you're the kind of guy who's essentially a one-man band or a small production shop and you're shooting and editing your own stuff, you're probably going to want to shoot right now in Cineform RAW, um, which actually, so far as I know, you can't access the white balance and all that stuff. And someone please, please send me a message and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but that'll record it as an MOV and you can download the Kodak and, you know, work with it in Premiere pretty effectively. Um, although I do understand that the upcoming Terra is going to have native ProRes and there's supposed to be an update coming up for the Kini cameras that allows it to record ProRes. I think that is a tremendously important option. Some people aren't that attached to the ProRes. I remember Benjamin Thompson and his uh, KineMax review said he didn't really care about ProRes. He likes Cineform. That's great, but I love ProRes. So many people work in ProRes. It makes it easy for me when I'm a freelance DP to be able to shoot other people's projects in ProRes. It's very seamless. Um, and I feel like the ProRes compression is just really, really great. You can go from a 
ProRes 422HQ, um, which is, you know, nice and, and small, or you can go all the way up to 4444 and just really get a really beefy image out of that codec. I think ProRes is sort of where it's at for quick turnaround commercial stuff on a budget, you know, and most of the time as a DP, I'm doing my best to get it right in camera so that we don't have to push around too much in post. But that for me was sort of the initial learning curve of the camera was trying to figure out the whole codec thing, trying to figure out the menus thing. Like how do you, how does this camera fit into a workflow? And I'm going to be honest with you, like it's a year in and I'm still fine tuning my Kenny work workflow. I wish it was a little bit simpler. I would love to be able to just record Kenny raw and drag it in or record ProRes and drag it in. And I think that day is coming. I think there's going to be support for this camera, but I'm not sure that's going to happen even in the next year. I don't know when it's going to happen. So when I'm using the camera, I have to think very seriously if I want the raw flow, the raw workflow down the pipe, because if I want the raw workflow down the pipe, I either have to shoot in cinema DNG, which leaves me with incredibly huge, huge, huge file sizes, or I can shoot in Kenny raw and use scratch assimilate, which I don't really want to learn scratch assimilate. And I don't really have the budget on most of my projects to hire a colorist. And then if I do hire a colorist, the chance that they can work with Kenny raw in scratch assimilate is pretty negligible. So, I mean, I think that's something you really have to consider, but all that being said, if your concern is I want great images out of a camera that I can afford that look like they belong on a 40 foot movie screen, then I think Kenny is the camera. I think it can do that. I really do think, I mean, I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm hoping to be shooting features in the near future. And I would seriously consider, especially because the features that I'll be shooting most likely are going to be really tight budget features. I would sit, seriously consider shooting them on the Kenny mini. In fact, I shot four days of pickup for an, pickups for an indie feature completely on the Kenny mini with Zeiss lenses and was very, very pleased with the results. And to me, they look, they look like, a freaking movie. I mean, they look great. I shot a short film on the Kenny Mini and I'm incredibly pleased with how it came out. I mean, the color science is incredible. The the I love that the footage isn't overly sharp. Like the red, I think a lot of times is just too sharp. So the Kenny's got a lot going for it if you're a pragmatist. If you're the kind of guy who's like, look, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice some workflow things so that I can get the better image, then the Kenny's gonna be a good camera for you. Although I do hope, and that's my main reason for doing this podcast is I wanna facilitate a conversation, hopefully, with Kinefinity to understand the needs of their of their users because the thing is when you price a camera at this point you're gonna you have a lot of people who are in my end of the pool who are sort of uh, gonna be shooting editing directing their own projects who are gonna want to be able to not have to send something off to a house to get edited and so workflow is incredibly important and so. I'm not sure if these are oversights or maybe just differences in the, their main market in China and maybe not as important in Europe and the United States. I don't know. But I do think that hopefully they'll put their ear to the ground and listen to sort of what we as a community need. And what we need is either Kenny Raw support um, in Premiere, which I think would be fantastic. From, because what I understand is that Kenny Raw is really just a, a wrapper for a three to one to four to one compressed Cinema DNG. Um, so maybe maybe we can get the Cinema DNG compressed without the Kenny wrapper. 
but there's got to be some sort of workflow change to make this camera really, really viable. I mean, it's already viable. It's a great camera. I think it's incredible, um, but there's going to be some changes that need to be made to make it as good as it can be, but already it merits, it merits the price that they're asking for it. It's worth every penny. I can't wait to get my hands on the new Terra. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'd love to test it um, against the current sensor against the Kenny Mini 4K sensor. But from what I can see, it's a really great camera. And where does the Kenny Mini fit? Um, alongside all these other new cameras flooding the marketplace? Well, the only competitors I really see with the Kenny Mini are the Blackmagic Ursa 4.6K. Um, or the Terra. Let's 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 talk about the Terra because that's really the future of Kenny. What are the cameras that are competing with the Terra? Okay, so you have the Blackmagic Ursa Mini. You've got um, the Sony FS5 and the Sony FS7. And I guess the Red Raven too is competing. Now, when it comes to on paper, I mean the Kenny the Kenny Terra is going to have five or six K up to 100 frames per second in RAW right up to 200 frames per second at 2k in raw and then you also have native pro res um, you can use the full resolution of the sensor when you're recording uh, in pro res which is incredible so you can shoot 5k pro res in camera um, you have switchable global shutter Right now, I, there are some differences between the 6K model and the 5K model, but all of this is coming in at five and six thousand dollars. And then all the accessories that you need are really the same accessories that you need with any camera that you buy. You're going to need external batteries. You're going to need an EVF. You're going to need a support system. So I really do think that this camera honest to God, is the best bang for your buck. I would love to hear from some of the other Kinefinity uh, users out there in the world. And I would love to uh, hear from Kenny Mini and see, you know, when can we really expect this camera to be out on the market? Uh, we've considered pre-ordering one. Um, you know, they have the $150 pre-order for the Terra. They have the, the priority pre-order for the Terra. Um, from what I understand, they're going to be shipping priority orders in the next month two months, which is amazing. I hope that they can hold to that. If Kenny can really hold to their release dates, that's going to separate them already from the competition in a big, big way. Uh, because both, you know, Red, Blackmagic, those guys, you order a camera from them and honestly, only God knows when you're going to get that camera. So I'd love to see, I'd love to hear from some of the other users who've already ordered cameras. If you could report to me when you're getting those cameras in, that would be amazing. Um, but there's a lot to talk about, a lot of people to talk to. I'm really excited just about doing this. I've been needing sort of some sort of outlet to talk about camera stuff and to, you know, have something for uh, for my company to sort of, and I feel like Kenny cameras is something I can get excited about. I feel like there's something, a lot to learn, even for those of us who are using the cameras. And I'd also love to network with other people who are using the cameras and see what kind of products they're making, what kind of projects they're making. So uh, thanks for listening in. And there should be more coming soon, hoping to talk to a couple of other Kinney users in the community. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with me, if you have any questions for me, please feel free to contact me. Um, John Paul at infinitefocus.tv. Check out our website. Um, and then also you can check out our Vimeo page, vimeo.com slash infinite focus. And please just feel free to reach out and let me know if you have any questions. And I look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Thanks. Thanks.